to episode 26 of the Story Song Podcast. Oh, I've got insert a funny quip here. I didn't do a funny quip. <laughs> I've written a script for you. Everyone must follow the script. If you don't follow the script, it's not as uniform as it should be. Well, I think that'll have to be the funny quip. All right, so how are you doing Bureau- today? It's bureaucracy James and his red tape. <laughs> it is. I've got scripts after scripts. I'll have colour-coded all my scripts now. Yeah, well, the one you, you handed me, the handout you gave me when I saw you, <laughs> you, you handed me it. I mean, it's good because it's stapled together. Yeah, it was very good, very good, very organised, very organised. Well, Forced I, fun. I was very, dis- fun. very disappointed. Now I can see through the um, through the visual aid of colour. A long time ago, James, I, I was part of a theatre group oh, and... No. It, and it was amazing. I mean, that was called Off the Cuff Theatre Company. OTCPC. That Off the Cuff seems to have disappeared from you, doesn't it? It's all scripted <laughs> now, isn't it? Uniform. <laughs> very funny. Now, what I have noticed in my script... <laughs> very funny, very funny. Moving on. I, 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 ran, um, I ran the data... Have you done a risk assessment for this? I bet you have, haven't you? I ran the data through our supercomputer, Henry. And Henry very kindly agreed to share some statistical information with me. So I'm just going to show you this and we will explain it for the very nice listener, wherever they are. Listener, put an S on the end at least. Come on, there's your mum and my mum. <laughs> Professional radio people to say listener. Right, so can you see that? Yep. The yellow ones are mine. <laughs> the white ones are yours. Oh. There seems to be a real disparity. All the yellow ones seem to be at the bottom of the scoreboard. I'm sorry. So if you don't want to get the story song Ombudsman involved, I think you better be a little bit more fair in the future, don't you? Well, that one I just did, I, I gave it a six and you gave it a seven. That was my story. Okay. Hold on. You've Well, in the top, what, well, don't worry. Anyway, shall I give you some clues or we'll be here all night? Is it match stalk? Captain Matchstock. Fuck off! I just flashed it on the screen like a lightning bolt, the nine. You saw it. Oh. Uh, no, it's just at your house, that's all we talked about. Because we all thought it was Matchstick, but they were talking about Matchstock. Uh, yeah, so yes, this week we are doing Matchstock Men and Matchstock Cats and Dogs by Brian and Michael. Do you know what? Uh, I, I, I had this conversation since last month when uh, we caught up and listened to this and discussed this. I was having a discussion with someone else. I don't know how. I just go. They said, "Do you know that song about um, Lowry painting?" Blah blah blah. Oh, Matchstick. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that one." And yeah, Matchstick. Did you say? And I'm like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Not Matchstick." And I'm like, yeah, it was. But no, it wasn't. That's what everyone thinks, and that's what it should be. I guess our one listener. All right. <laughs> so uh, it was released in April 1978. It was written by Michael Coleman and Kevin Parrott. Um, it wasn't actually on an album. And it reached, uh, what number do you think it reached in the charts, Chris? Uh, oh, maybe nine. Number one. It painted Salford smoke it up Some cardboard boxes from the shops and parts of Ancoats where I used to play 
I'm sure he once walked down our street Cause he painted kids who are out on the feet The clothes he wore had all seen better days So he's painted the scene for us. Yep. He's painted, well, uh, Salford smoky tops and cardboard boxes well, from the show. Larry's painted the art, but our singers here have painted the story for us, haven't they? Basically, it's Coronation Street, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Coates, that's a, that's a place, isn't it? I don't Manchester. know what And Coates is. It's a place. I it's thought, a, do you know what? I always, I always thought it's Hand, hand Coates. No, Hand Coates. Because oh. it was Hand Coates Street and, and, yeah, it's an area. Oh, there you go. Doesn't seem a very. It doesn't sound very nice, though, does it? I don't think. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if it is a. Um, it, maybe it's up and coming. <laughs> A lot of people criticised his, his paintings before he became famous. He only became famous a couple of um, years before he passed away. Um, his most fiercest critic, do you know who that was? Was it himself? No. Just cats like and you, dogs. It was, was his it, mother. Was it cats and dogs? It was his mother. She hated all his work, except one painting of a boat, which looked nothing like any of the others. Is that the one you've got? I've got two, Larry's, actually. Oh. That's not very nice, is it? You think normally that she'd have been the one saying, "You're doing well now, lad." There's a brilliant film with Timothy Spall and Vanessa Redgrave at the parts, and there's a scene where she basically goads him so much she takes all his paintings down to the yard outside and sets fire to them all. And she's there because she's bedridden. And she's there in her bed going, "Burn them! Burn them all!" <laughs> Sounds a sort of like the sort of thing I imagine would have happened to you. They said he just paints cats and dogs and matched up men in boots and clubs. And Lowry said that's just the way they'll stay. And he painted matched up men and matched up cats and dogs. He painted kids on the corner of the street that were sparking clogs. Sparking clogs? Sparkling clogs. Now, for those of our younger listeners out there, um, Manchester in, in in like the first half of the 20th century, everyone used to wear clogs. Did you know this? Is it, it says on mine, it should be, I would imagine sparkling clogs, but on mine it says sparking clogs. Well, I think that's just a spelling mistake. Hold on. Uh, oh. Oh, well, maybe. I'm not an expert on machinery, but maybe they would do something to clogs to, like, whittle down the wood a bit if they were too small? Well, they might give them steel bases if they were sparking. I mean, you're not going to get wood sparking, are you? But I, I don't... I, did they wear clogs? I thought that was... Um... Yeah, Manchester was famous for the clogs. Was it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of the dogs, Manchester, in the dog races. Um, but clogs? More, more famous than Holland? In fact, there's a lot of mystery in this song already, Chris. Um, we don't know what a match stalk is. We don't know what, what they're doing with the cogs. And I've never heard of Ancoat. No, I've heard of Ancoat. I think that's... Yeah. No, a, a British clog is a wooden sole clog from Great Britain. Well, I mean, that's what goes without saying. Best clog shoes in Manchester. So um, did Amsterdam steal the concept and 
put them Doubtful. on mice. I mean, in fa- yeah, in fairness, there's mice that lived in windmills. Um, there's, there's nothing, I can't imagine there's anything comfortable about clogs, is there? You don't, it's like clog dance, you can get, I'm just looking, Manchester clogging, clog dancing classes at the Pavilion, Wally Range, Manchester. Oh, it's on God. Facebook. And <laughs> that's one of the good reasons for COVID right there. No, it's good. That's brilliant if people are doing that. Manchester clogging. Is it, I'm gonna have a is it, is it brilliant? I'll tell you, yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant that people are providing, um, are doing groundbreaking pioneering surgery on like people with Parkinson's or major heart surgery or maybe cancer. I don't know if clogging is brilliant. Ah, I'm looking at it. They look like they know they're leather, they look like they're leather uppers with wooden soles. So they're not like the solid wooden shoes your clogs waiting to get off. Um, I think the, the it's on, it's, uh, here's a link to the Pinterest. And they look like nice leather. So I think they're um, like tap dance, maybe, that sort of thing. And if they're sparking, they'll put metal bits on them to make them spark, maybe make the tap. But um, that's intriguing. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of people with them on. It's a thing. <laughs> now he takes his brush and he waits Outside them factory gates To paint his matchstock Right, so should we just take stock because we're halfway to the song? Sorry. Right, so we've established he's a painter and he paints things in Manchester. He paints the working classes in Manchester. He's a Jeremy <laughs> Kyle of the art world of the time. So he's sort of been sat there waiting outside for everyone to come out of the factories with their cats and dogs that they've been to work with to then paint them. So he does he sit around all... I mean, he doesn't start work till sort of four and he's probably got a very narrow window. Well, he said, did he say four o'clock or am I just making that up? I reckon in those days, people didn't oh, yeah. work till six. Sorry, I'm making that up. So actually, well, it would have been later. So in fact, the only times he could have worked, when you think about it, summer, because in winter, you wouldn't have the chance because it, it would be dark. Can, uh, I just, can I just point, have you, can I just ask you, have you seen a Lowry painting? Yes. I mean, they're basically stick men. So he, I don't think he has to be in the room to see what a stick man looks like. Just make it up, can't he? But it says on here, now he waits with his brush and he, he, he takes his brush and waits outside the factory gates to paint them. Yeah, well, I think that's he, because he hated his mother. Well, possibly, but does he sit around all day? He doesn't actually do anything. Oh, he, no, he had, a, he had a job at the tax office. Well, did he do caricatures of people as they went past? He wasn't that good. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. a map stalk man and map stalk has a toss. Unless you look like a match, no. Yeah, well, if they were working in factories, they might have all been like quite thin then anyway so probably quite apt maybe some of the ones with ginger hair uh, if we don't mind i'd rather we call them redheads now canvas and bushes were wearing thin when london started calling him to come on down and wear the old flat cap they said tell us all about your ways and all about them sulphur days Is it true you're just an ordinary chap? And he painted matched up men and matched up cats and dogs He painted kids on the corner of the street that were sparking clocks Now he takes his brush and he waits Outside them Imagine them getting to like London and they're going, 
right, we love your work. It's brilliant. What are you going to do next? So, do you know where a factory is? No, I don't know. Need to know a factory. Factory. Come on. Factory. factory. Don't I? Because I can only dump cats and dogs at factories. I'm cats and dogs at factory. Hey. Hey, you like? Got <laughs> <Body> factory. <laughs> Now Lowry's hung upon the wall Beside the greatest of them all And even the Mona Lisa takes a bow This tired old man with their likes No told northern folk it's time to go The fever came and the good lord mopped his brow And he left in London. <laughs> yeah. Tell anyone in London he's dying Everybody in the north. I wonder how we managed that. He died. Is he, is he saying he's dying? Well, I think there's a few clues in this lyric. In these lyrics, this tired old man with hair like snow—that means white. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get it. Old northern old folk, it's time to go. And here's the killer line, Chris: the fever came and the good lord mopped his brow. It's nice little ending. He's, he's there doing oh. exactly the same thing as he did on earth up in heaven. Oh. Um, now, I just wanted to mention this one other thing about this song. There was a very odd trend in the 70s. Uh, the, 90s. the songs go on for ages. Well, they go on for quite a while. Quite a while. But um, it was the introduction of a children's choir. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you probably can hear them coming in now, but they, they make a bit of an appearance just here. Because it, well, it's a depressing song, arguably. It's not nothing. Really Hold on a minute. Hold on a fuck, fuckity, fuck minute. One second. The last song we did with you, three people died horrendously in a bus crash, and there were crosses on the side of the road. There's one line in my song that says that he died, and, and it's a happy ending because he's painting in heaven. Yeah. Right. Turn on Henry. Let's rock. Right. So, without further ado, should we do the tropes? Uh, yes, let's. Does somebody die? Yes. Is there a twist? No. Is there a moral to the story? No. Does it push the boundaries of believability? No. It does, there's no heaven. Well... <laughs> That's subjective. Oh, I, I like that pass. Is somebody cheating? No. Is revenge involved? No. <laughs> Is there a telephone involved? No. And there's no sex workers Does either. Some feature a sex worker. No. <laughs> All right. So unfortunately, that's just one trope. So it does not pass the super troper. 
Yeah. Um, well, so come on, in a nutshell, one. what did you think of it before you got one, didn't it? You got one trope. But what the is first it? one, someone died. What do I think? Uh, well, it just it drones on a bit, doesn't it? Nothing happened. Just basically, sit. The kids turn it up. Yeah. And, and because he's dead, you can probably imagine they're dead kids. Well, seventy-eight. They might not be dead. No, but they might. They they were children from heaven, weren't they? Because he was dead at the time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thought of uh, dying children isn't really that cheery either. None of it's cheery, James. Um, it's not even a good story. Yeah, but it's art. It, art isn't really cheery. It's very depressing. We shouldn't have really bothered with this one, in fairness. Oh, you've a dick face. <laughs> I, was, I thought, God, we've not done one of these for a while. It'd be good to have a catch-up. Do you know what? I'm not depressed. I'm just sad. Right, come on, then. Okay. Um, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, uh, number. Oh, hold on a second. Eight. Five. Oh, what did you give it? Eight. Eight? I did give it five, but I knew you'd mark it down, so no, I'm giving it five, really. I didn't mark you down, I was going to give you four, and then I thought, no, I best mark it up. Stop me, I didn't write the song. Right. No, but you chose it, loser. Right, so two fives, that gives us a score of ten. Oh, what a prize, it's down at number 20 with Watching You. Well, I don't even think it's a story song, or is it? Of course it's a story song. He goes to heaven and he paints in heaven and he becomes famous. You don't need to have all your tropes to, to have a story song, Chris. Sometimes it's a lot more subtle. Ali, Ali, oh. He painted Salford, smoke it up Some cardboard boxes from the shops And parts of Ancoats where I used to play I'm sure he once walked down our street Cos he painted kids who had out on the feet The clothes he wore had all seen better days said tell us all about your ways and all about them sulfur days is it true you're just an ordinary chap and he 